One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss, joined by Mo DeKeel. Danielle Lehman is producing, and we're going to get right into it. The defending champs taking on the lowly Orlando Magic. This should be an easy negative one point win because the Magic won 130 to 129 because Jalen Suggs, best guard in this game. He was, he was unbelievable. I mean, that fourth quarter he had was amazing. Just the move, just... Not just the shots, like the defense he was playing was super impressive across the board, Jared. I mean, he had 15 points in the fourth quarter on his own, 5 of 7 shooting, but the turnovers, two steals on Steph Curry down the stretch, I thought it was just amazing, super impressed by his game. And and nice to see after he struggled so much as a rookie, seeing him kind of bounce back in his second season. I feel like I've barely watched him play in the NBA at this point. He's been hurt. He was in and out, and he really struggled when he was there. He struggled to shoot last year, and, I mean, he he was two for six in this game, but he was so good just attacking and finding his looks all over the court. And, and especially, uh, was it, I can't remember if it was in the fourth quarter exactly when it was, but he had this one play where he blows by Steph, gets Steph in jail on his back, and is, like, completely controlling him, and then Wendell Carter sneaks right behind Draymond so he can get all the way around Draymond. It was just amazing him seeing him toying with, like, this great Warriors defense, or, at one point, great Warriors defense. Well, yeah, I think that's kind of the problem. I know we'll, we'll get into <laughs> it, but I also just want to highlight a few other guys. Banchero was great. I thought down the stretch in the last three minutes, him, Suggs, Franz Wagner, I thought they, they all had, like, moments to really kind of help the uh, Magic secure this win. You got to be excited, man. This is a fun young team, man. This is a team that's definitely worth watching. They might not win on a nightly basis, but this team is going to bring excitement. Yeah, I mean, they've been like that like kind of underground Lee past Darling, I guess maybe the way the Wolves were before they became the two overground team, honestly, at this point. But they've just so many guys who are like basketball, you know, basketball purists or like basketball analysts kind of guys they'll root for and guys like Chuma Okiki he had a great game uh Wendell Carter Jr. had another solid game Franz Wagner and Jalen Suggs how do you feel about this I guess pretty huge backcourt considering Jalen Suggs size for a point guard no I think this is great I like the way they've kind of played I know I know uh you know look they played with RJ Hampton as a second guard and Wagner was on the front court with Bonchero and everything and playing kind of the the fun sort of just playing off of each other. Listen, this is a good team. And I mean that in the loosest of terms of good. <laughs> but I'm saying that in the sense of like, this is a team that has guys that on a nightly basis can be surprising. I look at this team similar to the way we looked at the Detroit Pistons not too long ago. They're going to play a lot of teams tough. Some nights are going to win close games. A lot of nights going to lose close games because they don't know fully how to win. But if you're the Magic right now, this was a big win, just in the sense of you took on the cha- the champs. You took on the Warriors. Clay hits a big three to cut the lead to one. They have a chance to take the lead at the end of the game, and you get them with a defensive stand. That's just a good confidence builder for a young team. So they're at uh, they're only a game behind the Warriors in the standings right now, and uh, that's not that's not a good thing if you're the Warriors. It's not a good thing for either of those teams. Well, what, how are you feeling about the Warriors after watching? what was offensively a pretty good game at least. 
I mean, you got to be concerned about their defense. They gave up 77 points in the second half to the Magic. Like, that right there is a big problem. Draymond said it in the press conference. Between Steph and Clay, you had 15 threes. They went 15 to 30 between the two of those guys, and they still lost the game. I feel like defensively, there are issues. There was one play where, you know, Jalen Suggs comes off a double high screen. Pool jumps out and everybody was out of position defensively. And it wasn't, you know, Draymond wasn't in the game, but Clay wasn't in a good position. Andrew Wiggins wasn't in a good position. They had no weak side help. Like these are the surprising mistakes to see from the Warriors. And it's it's getting alarming at this point now. You know, we we you and I talked about the game against Miami, and now here we are again. It's getting concerning in terms of their defense of like, are they gonna come up with a stop anywhere? Yeah, I mean, of all the Florida teams, you know, Miami, I think you're a little bit more comfortable having a bad game against them. I love Orlando. I'm excited for them, but this shouldn't be happening right now. Yeah, and and the other thing, too, is Franz Wagner goes off. Jonathan Kaminga can't even get off the bench. Jonathan Kaminga was the Warriors pick, and Franz Wagner was the next pick for the Orlando Magic. I'm just saying, just saying, I'm not trying to stir up controversy. But maybe Franz Wagner would have looked pretty good as a warrior. He's been pretty damn good so far. Out to OKC. This one was not one of those, you know, lottery teams upsetting a contender. A contender. Uh, Denver. They took care of business in this one. Early fourth quarter, it was back and forth. OKC had a lead a few times here and there. Jamal Murray came through, and Jamal Murray he had a good offensive game. He he was awesome. You know, like this was his 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 run, especially in the fourth quarter where he, he kind of put the his stamp on the game. You know, at one point it was tied, 101-101, with about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then the Denver Nuggets just go on a, like, 21-9 run to win the game. Like, I feel like you when you're watching that, it's, it's pretty impressive with that performance. And I feel like a lot of that started with Jamal Murray getting going. And I love just Jamal Murray attacking. Like, beginning of the fourth quarter, he blows by Lou Dort, throws it down. Like, he's he was being ferocious. It's exciting to see that aggression coming out of him. Yeah, I mean, 14 fourth quarter points, Jared. I mean, like, that's what you want to see. They also almost blew this game. Like, we got to talk about that a little bit. Like, they went up pretty good in the first half behind Aaron Gordon, who had an unbelievable first quarter. And unbelievable first half, 23 points in the first half. And then eventually just sort of, like, felt like they were going to let down. And Oklahoma City came roaring back. Yeah, Poku, uh, Poku tried to make it happen. <laughs> Credit to him. He, uh, he actually. I no, guess no, no, no. We're not giving Poku top billing. Okay, Shea Gilgis Alexander was awesome. No, he didn't. He was a problem on on every I level. Guess but thirty seven points on thirteen for seventeen shooting, which is very very nice symmetry there. That's that's not too bad. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna let you go with the random Poku. Let's be excited <laughs> because we're all nerds, hipsters, things. No, we need to talk about Shea, who's been awesome for the Oklahoma City Thunder to start the season and this was just another example of that you know 37 points gets to the line 11 times like that's impressive just in its own right just an impressive performance from him it's crazy how many guys you know almost 10 games into the season have been averaging like 30 plus points per game Shea was I think averaging 32 and a half coming into this game he has 37 like he's going for the scoring title right now I'm not a math guy but I'm guessing the number went up after this game uh, just by a little bit just just a little bit but he's been unbelievable he's been rolling and playing at a great pace I mean this it just sucks with the Chet injury because that like it yeah. would have been this would have been a really a lot more fun to watch with Chet Holmgren on the floor. 
I mean, Oklahoma starting Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, and Poku, like two interesting players for sure, but just not not quite Chet. Not quite Chet. No, no, not quite Chet. But good stuff here. This was a good win for Denver as well, just to kind of start getting it right and and start feeling sort of where we're at. I could also see Oklahoma City kind of beginning their downslide here towards the end of the uh this was fun, but now we need to go start worrying about <laughs> Wemby uh type of run. I'm just being facetious, everybody relax. Uh It'll be interesting to see how this kind of goes, but this was an important win for Denver just to see, just to see Jamal Murray again kind of get going in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean Jamal, Jamal Murray is great. Uh, quadruple double for Jokic, fifteen points, thirteen rebounds, fourteen assists, and ten turnovers. That's uh, he had as many turnovers as the Thunder. Yeah, I mean it's it's some nights, man. Jokic is just going to be sloppy. He, it's okay. He gets to have those nights every now and then. It's nice for him to have the full complement of weapons that he's had now at his disposal that he didn't have last year. So I think, you know, there's going to be just some some learning curve in terms of who I can throw the ball to again. For sure. And he did have that crucial uh, assist going baseline for that, like, hammer play with Jamal Murray, who hit the three at the end. That was crucial. Uh, other guys deserving shout-outs here. Aaron Gordon, he had 27 points, 10 for 13 shooting. I mean, he was ruthlessly efficient. And Bruce Brown with a 15-9 and nine assist game coming off the bench. I, mean, I, I love Bruce Brown, man. That dude just kind of the, the awkward ro- little man roller. I love him. It is cool that they have Jokic and they have like another point guard center, you know, center point, whatever he is. I love Bruce Brown. All right. Before we go, we have to talk about uh, two crazy things that are happening in the NBA right now. The first is the Kyrie Irving situation. Kyrie had another press conference. It didn't go any better. Uh, and he's he, a shocking he he's, a microphone put in front of him. Shocking. Yeah, they let him cool off. And uh, it, it, maybe he, he was just cool the whole time. And, and that wasn't the issue. But he uh, he it's not about him not backing down. He just didn't apologize. And it's like really easy to just say, I'm sorry for the thing that I shared. And he could have just said that and it probably would have been totally fine, but he didn't. And now he is suspended. He was suspended at least five games by the nets, but they are going to set conditions on, I guess, basically ways to apologize and, and, and make up for everything he's doing before they'll actually bring him back. So, Technically, Kyrie Irving seems to be suspended indefinitely. Yeah, and I think also it's important to note that the NBA released a statement where Adam Silver basically condemned and called out Kyrie and said, like, he hasn't apologized yet. So I think that's the important thing there. Shit, we just got a Kyrie tweet statement. Oh, my God. What? Literally, as we're speaking. He apologized. Yeah. So as we're as we were talking about this, literally Kyrie released a statement, and in the statement he says, you know, pretty much all the things that everybody was hoping he would have said. It's but he re- pretty much refused to say until he was back into the corner where he was on the it seemed like on the verge of not being able to play basketball anymore, at least in the NBA. And so it is pretty pathetic that it took until the Nets basically saying we're shutting you down until you do something like this. But at least he did in text form and not in actual real life. And we have to see him do it in real life to actually believe it. But at least in text form posted a statement to his Instagram that says most of the things that he needed to say in order to get some forgive this process going. Yeah. I think it's just important. I'm glad he finally got it right after four tries, (laughs) four tries to not clarify that you're not anti-Semitic. Great job. Uh, The other thing was uh, the Josh Primo situation took his next step in which uh, a former clinical psychologist for the Spurs, uh, she spoke publicly. Her attorney finally spoke publicly. They filed a lawsuit on Thursday morning, alleging that the organization ignored her repeated reports of indecent exposure by Josh Primo. Um, 
And Josh Primo, his attorney responded with a very forceful statement denying that he was at fault for what was in there. And in the statement seemed to indicate that maybe the things didn't actually happen as far as indecent exposure, but it seeming to say that he wasn't responsible for it. So this is going to be a very, uh, very interesting situation that looks like it's going to play itself out publicly. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to have to wait till there's more information. I'm, I'm not going that much deeper in, into the conversation till I, till I have more, more, more information. Sure, sure. Yeah, the, uh, there's a lot to learn in this situation, uh, and uh, there's a lot more to discuss on the NBA. And we will be back on Monday morning to discuss it with Bo Keel. I'm Jared Weiss. Daniel Lehman is our producer. We'll see you next time on the day. Ding ding. ding.